Begin the current Tav, Mesefetz Baba Kama Dav Pei Begin on the bottom line of Pei Vav Mabez, where the Gemara continues explaining the opinion of Rabbi Huda. That is, the Gemara had inferred that the Allah of Mishnah is not like Rabbi Huda, because our Mishnah seems to indicate that, in contrast to the halacha of someone that's sleeping, that if someone embarrasses a blind person or a blind person embarrasses someone else, there is going to be a liability of Baishas. Whereas Rabbi Huda holds that a blind person that embarrasses someone else is going to be exempt. So it he said a blind person is exempt from Chiv Gullis, a blind person is exempt from Chiv Malkus, a blind person is also exempt from Chiv Mrs. Bezin, as he learns that one from the other from Xerish Shava. So Tani Idach will learn another Brisa. Behuda Omer, as we said, Suma in Lebaishas, hold a blind person has no liability of embarrassing someone else. So too, as we continue to talk about he exempted the blind person from all judgments in the Torah. My time to Behuda, what's the reason for Behuda? Because I'm a crop. The Pasuk says in my midbar, which is told about the halachas of judgment, it says, that the assembly will judge between the one who hit and the redeemer of the blood, which is the relative of the one who got killed, regarding these judgments. So what that teaches us is, whoever pertains to the halachas of being a murderer and someone redeeming the blood of the one who was killed, meaning that could execute this murderer. Yeshlam b'mishpatim applies to halacha of judgments, meaning all types of halacha of di- even dinimamnes, any judgments of court ordained matters. But kol she'ein b'makol b'goy ladam in the b'mishpatim. So a blind person that we learned in the previous daf, Rabbi Huda says, is excluded from halacha of Mrs. Bazin. He's also excluded from halacha of mishpatim of judgments, even regarding other areas of judgment in the court of law. Another brayso. He says sume in libashes. As we said, a blind person doesn't have the liability of embarrassment. And he actually exempted a blind person from all commandments in the Torah. So Amr of Sheshah Berida Vidi, my time to Behuda. What's the reason for Behuda that a sume is potter from kolam mitzvahs? On my the pasuk says in Devarim in the Gears is v'zaisa mitzvah. This is the mitzvah hachukim amishpatim, the statutes and the judgments, which teaches us. One of the words there in the Pasuk there is Meshpatim. So whoever pertains to judgments, Yeshna be pertains to the other words there in the Pasuk of commandments and statutes. Whoever does not apply to judgments, because Asuma is excluded, as we just learned before, from the word Veshaftu Ha'eda, which only applies to someone that has Chiv Misbezin, which we already said in the previous stuff, the Sum is exempt from that. And again, each one learns from Xerish Shava going back to this halacha that every Brisa opens up with, that is Sum in Libashis. So, any of the mitzvahs and chukim, neither does he have the halacha of Bimachuyiv in any of the mitzvahs and chukim in the Torah. Now, relating to this opinion, Omar Rabbi Yisuf, Rabbi Yisuf said, now what's important is that Rabbi Yisuf was blind. He says, Mereish Havamina, in the beginning I used to say, Man da'ama halacha kabihuda, whoever says halacha falsa kabihuda, da'ama that he says, Summa patim in a mitzvah, that a blind person exempt from all the mitzvahs, Kavina yemetav la'abanan, I'm going to make a great yamtiv for the rabbis, I'm going to make a festive meal. My time, what's the reason? Because the loy mafkidina, because that means I'm not commanded, and yet vakoavdina mitzvahs, and still I'm doing the mitzvahs. So I'm like, I don't have to, and still I'm doing it. So that gives me more reward. But now that I heard the halacha of Rebchanina, the Amr of Rebchanina says, what's called Gadol HaMetzuvah Va'isa, greater is someone who's commanded and does, Mimisha Eina Metzuvah Va'isa, than someone who's not commanded and does. The reason being is because someone that's commanded has a Yitzhar, and which tells him, no, I don't want to do what I have to do. So it's actually harder to do what you have to do and do it than someone that doesn't have to. So, man da'amar li'ein halacha kebihuda, so now therefore, someone who tells me halacha is not like a bihuda, 
that says that even the Summa is Mukhiva Mitzis, then Avdini Yamat Tavlabana, then actually for that I'm gonna make a Yamta for the Rabbis. My time, what's the reason? Because the Khimafdino, because when I'm commanded Isli Igritve, I get more reward. Again, in contrast to what he originally thought, that as if I didn't have to and I did it, therefore I'm for sure gonna get more. To the contrary, those who are commanded actually it's harder and they get more reward. And therefore it's better he would make a yamtiv if he hears Allah's not like Rabbi that a blind person would be obligated in mitzvahs. Nothing more continues with the next Mishnah, again continuing the theme of the previous Mishnah, opening up this parak of There is a stringency when the person injures another person, he's liable for these five Nezik Tsari Peshevis So says the Mishnah, These are the stringencies that apply to a human Mazik, in contrast to a Sherha Mazik, to an ox that damages. Kosha Adam, because when a person injures another person, as we just explained, Misham, he pays Nezik for the damage that he did to the person. Tsar, the pain. Ripri, the therapy, the medical bills. Sheves, the workers' compensation. Uvaishis, and humiliation. Moreover, Misham, to make this. If he injures a pregnant woman and thus she miscarries, he has to pay for the value of the fetus. Whereas Vishayr, but in regards to an ox, first of all, ain't a Misham, a Nezik. When he injures a person, he only pays for the, the owner of the ox only pay for the damages. As the Gemara said on the Chavav Medalif in the second parak, says Ish Bamisai and not Sher Bamisai. An ox is not going to be chayv for the Chamisha Dvarim. And also, Potamid Mevlad is when the ox injures a pregnant woman, then the owner of the ox is exempt from the value of the fetuses, because there the Pasuk says, as the Gemara said, Nav Membezim and Aleph, Anashim, but not Shvarim, only applies to men that injure a woman that's pregnant and not oxen. Continuing on these halachas of the Hamisha Dvarm of, of when a person injures another person, Mishnah tells us, of If someone hits his father or his mother, and he didn't inflict a wound. Now, the reason being why this is important is because the, the halacha, the Torah that says regarding someone that hits his father or mother, that he's liable for the death penalty, is only if he makes a chabura, a wound which from blood comes removed from where it generally is. As the Gemara says, Sanhedrin, not pay him a base. So if he didn't make a wound, or if someone makes a, inflicts a wound in his friend on Yom Kippur, in these two cases, because there's no death penalty. As we'll see in the end of the Mishnah, when there's a bad death penalty and a monetary liability, you only have for the greater death penalty. Here in this case, you're not chayv misa because there was no chabur in the parents. So you have to pay for the injury itself. And in Yom Kippur, there's no death penalty because there's only karis, there's no chayv misa bezin. Now, if someone inflicts a wound, he injures a Jewish slave. So he's liable for all the chamisha dvarm, except for the workers' comp, when it's his own ebedivri. An ebedivri doesn't own him, he has to work for him, so therefore he's chayv for the nezik, tsar, and the ripoy, and the boishas. But the sheves, if he's his own worker, the whole point of workers' comp is for him, that's his own, then he's not going to have to pay him for that sheves. If someone injures a non-Jewish slave of another Jew that's owned by someone else, so he's liable for that, to that master for all the Chamesh Dvarm. Whereas the Behudah, he says, in love He says, no, one of them, there's no liability for because there's no humiliation, there's no embarrassment for a slave that you wouldn't have to compensate for. Continuing on these halachas, the Mishnah says, Cher straight of a cotton, a deaf mute, a minor and a mentally deranged Individual, the encounter with them is evil. Why? Because if someone injures the Kherishite of a cotton, he's liable. But they, since they have no das, they have no liability, when they injure other people, they're exempt. So if they encounter with them, whatever's going to be the outcome is bad for the person that's engaging with them. 
So to whoever same thing applies to a slave and the woman that the encounter with them is evil, where someone that injured the woman or the slave is liable, they, if they injure other people, they're exempt. The reason being is they don't have what to pay. Because the, the master, the husband, owns. Now, the difference between Chershet Vakotten and the Evan and the Isha is, but but they pay at a later point in time. Meaning, when the woman gets divorced and when the slave gets freed and now they could acquire their own properties, they could own things, they don't have a master over them. So now they're going to have to pay. And the reason being, because even from the beginning they were liable, it's just they didn't have what to pay. Because even the Nixi Malug of the woman, who that's something that's considered that she owns in contrast to Nixi Tzermbazel, it's still Meshubid, it's still indebted to the husband for the produce and for inheritance, and therefore she can't use that to pay up anything. So although it's Pigias and Ra, but there is a slight difference that when they do get divorced, and then they have to compensate the one that they injured. Now in contrast to the race of the Mishnah, the Mishnah tells us, if someone hits his father or his mother, and he inflicts a wound, or or if he injures his friend on Shabbos, then Patamikulan. Then in these two cases he's gonna be exempt from all the Khamishadvarm, all the monetary liabilities. Because then he's he's liable for what he did for with his own life, what's called Kimle Bidriamine, because the Khiv Misa for injuring a parent with a wound and for doing a chavala on Shabbos in contrast to Yom Kippurim, and in contrast to when he doesn't do a chabura when he hits his father or his mother. Now the Mishnah tells us, and now if someone afflicts a wound in his own non-Jewish slave, or say when someone else is a, Jewish, a non-Jewish slave, he has to pay him all the things, and the Buddha says, but there's no basis, but when it's his own non-Jewish slave, which he owns totally like cattle, so he's exempt from all these liabilities of the Chamisha Dvar. Now the Gemara introduces the following question, which will relate to the Allah of our Mishnah. If someone injures a minor daughter of another person. Chavala lami. Who does the payments of the injury go to? In other words, if she's an adult, obviously she gets it herself. But the question is regarding a minor daughter. So the Gemara explains the question. Do we say, Do we say that since the Torah gave all the profits that a girl makes, goes to her father? That's because as the Torah tells us, the terminology there in another context it says in her youth in her father's household which the, which the Torah tells us the drush is any any profit that she gets when she's a girl when she's a young girl goes to her father which even her kest of Gedush, and when she gets engaged that ring goes to her father when she's a minor so therefore therefore we would say that also her injury when she gets Payments for the injury for that accident also goes to the father. My time, what's the reason? Because he has de- depreciated from her value, and whatever she gets, whatever shvach there is, goes to the father. And therefore, that's carte blanche. Or maybe they know. What did Terah give to the father? Shvach ne'urim, which is profitability that there is with her. Meaning, because as we find, which is this concept that the Torah said that the father could marry off his daughter to anyone, it's related to that concept because if he wants to, if he wants to marry her off to someone that's full of blisters, he can give her over to her. As the Torah says in Devarim Chabbez, my daughter I've given to this man, meaning he can marry her off to whoever he wants to. So therefore, yes, stuff like Moi's Kesef Kedushin, those type of prophets, yes, that shvach nurim goes to the father because if he wanted to do it, he can do it. He has those rights. 
So therefore, those type of prophets go to him. Regarding her compensation for an injury, if the father would want to injure her, he cannot injure her. And the reason because he can't injure his daughter because she's a regular Jewish woman. And the Torah tells in the Varm Chafei, even for the courts who are allowed to give lashes, it says, La Yosef, Pen Yosef, you not only give more than what the Torah allows you to do. If you do, you're violating negative prohibition of giving lashes, of hitting a person. So the Kanyulei maybe the Torah did not give an award to his rights to the father, because it's based on what he could do. So is it carte blanche? Anything she gets goes to the father, and therefore he would get the Dmei Chavala? Or then no, it's what he could do, and now he's losing so therefore, when she's getting a gate, yes, he would be able to do these things, so then any prophet should go to him. But things that he can't do himself, where he cannot give the Chavala, maybe that, he does not get that Shvach of the Nu'ur. So as the Gemara continues, Ahmed Bey is Ahmed So Rav answered to Rebbe Lazar, he says, The Torah did not give carte blanche to the father, only the profitability of the girl, like having the ability of marrying off to Manuvah Lamukashrin, and therefore stuff like Kesav Kedushin, which he has those rights to, and therefore even if he's not, but that money is his rights, and therefore he should get it. But in contrast to Chavala, which he has no rights to, you're right, says Rav, that he wouldn't get, that goes to the daughter, that does not go to the father. On that Eisvei, Rebbe Laza asked to Rav from our Mishnah, our Mishnah said, if someone injures a Jewish slave, he's liable for all the payments of the Chamish Advarm, except for the workers' compensation, when it's his own slave. Because workers' comp, what it means, your work is what I would get, so, okay, I injured you, so I don't have to pay for that. Now, however, that's a contradistinction to someone else's Jewish slaves, where then he would have to give the Sheves to the master, because he's the one that's losing, to the master of that every every. Now, so one thing that we see from our Mishnah is that when it's his own Everdivri, he's going to be exempt. What's the reason? Because the Maisi Daim, the handiwork of the slave, belongs to the master. And the master now injured him, so he doesn't have to pay him for that. So therefore, ask Rabbi Lazan Rav, here also, since by the daughter, her Maisi Daim, her handiwork, when she makes any money, when she goes to work, it goes to the father. So therefore the father should also take the Sheves. So that's difficult on Rav, because Rav said that no, the Torah did not merit to the father anything of Chavala, only Shvach Nurim, profitability. But something that came through an injury only goes to her. But the problem is, Sheves should, should go to the father, just like we proved this halacha of our Mishnah by Ebed Ivri, where although everything goes to him, but okay, but your handiwork would go to me, to the master. So therefore the injury of that should also go, so by the daughter also. When she would make money, that shvach for sure would go to the father. So now that she cannot work, which is Shevis, she'd go to the father too. So Mabai, Abai says, you're right. Rav agrees by the loss of work that you do give it to the father. Because because her handiwork, the money she makes until she becomes a begaris, 12 and a half, it belongs to the father. You're right. When Rav said it goes to the daughter, it meant everything else besides Shevis. Gemara continues asking from Rabbi Laza on Rav Eisvei, from the following b'raisa. The b'raisa says, If someone injures his son. So, regarding a son, the Torah never gave rights to the father monetarily in the son. It gave by a minor daughter, but not to his son. So says the b'raisa, If he's an adult, eaten labiat. He has to pay up his son right away. He's an independent Jewish person. He has to pay him for the injury. By a minor son, and there also, there's liability. But there it's different. Yasli Suguli makes a trust for him. Doesn't pay him right away. He's a minor. He's not going to know how to handle the money. But he has to pay him. Now, hachayvul bebite kitana. But if someone injures his minor daughter, then putter, then he's exempt. Not only that, 
If other people injure his minor daughter, they have to pay to the father. So that clearly contradicts Rav. Rav said the minor daughter there doesn't go to the father. And here it says clearly that it goes to the father. So answer the Gemara, same as we just said before, here when it says that the payment goes to the father, it meant regarding the workers' comp, regarding her loss of work. That, anyways, Ramai Sidaim was going to her father. So, because that's Shvach Urm Lavia. So, it's regarding that, that, that's what the Bryce is saying goes to the father. But everything else, yes, like Rav, goes to the daughter. Now, the Gemara asks, once we introduce this Bryce, as we were asking it on Rav, now the Gemara asks on that Bryce. The Bryce said, by his adult son, Yitin Lebiyad, he has to pay up his son right away. On this Bryce, asks the Gemara, but there's another Bryce that seems to contradict this halacha. The Bryce says, If someone injures the sons or daughters of someone else, so G'daylem adults, Yitin Lebiyad, he has to pay him right away. Ketanim, but if they're minors, Yaslem Segula, he has to make a trust fund for them. That's someone else's children. But his own sons and daughters, he's exempt. And seemingly it doesn't differentiate if they're adult or minors. That contradicts the previous price, which said that by his adult son, he has to pay him right away. Here we see, not only do you not have to pay him right away, you're exempt. So I mean, they said, like, Kasha, it's not a difficulty. Khan, this second price that says that he's exempt, is when they're reliant on this table, meaning he pays for everything for all the expenses. They eat by him, they live by him. There, he's exempt because all that is owed to him. Here in the first price, it says that he's liable, that they're independent, is when they're not reliant on him. So then they're independent, so then he's liable for their chavala. Now, on this, the Gemara asks, How you explain the first price? You said the reason why he's liable when he injures his own children, even a minor, just there you make a schooler, is when they're not reliant on him. On that, the Gemara asks, If that's the case, look at the end of the price. It said, If someone injures his minor daughter, he's exempt. Not only that, said the Brisa, If other people injure his minor daughter, They have to pay it to the father. So on that, ask the Gemara, What do you mean? Even the way we explained it before, that we said, okay, it's going to be good for Rav, although he said it should go to the daughter, we said, okay, it's going to go to the father, because too much Sheves is loss of work. Why? The loss of work, if the father's not supporting her, let should go to her. The She needs food. If the father was supporting her, so then we understand that's when the shvach nurim goes to the father. But if the father is not supporting her, as we just explained, that's why he's when he injures his sons. So why when he injures his own daughter, or when others injure her, does, she doesn't get the shevis, how is she going to support herself? Shevis is to compensate for the work she'd be working. She's not making any money. How is she going to survive? As the Gemara explains, because even according to the opinion which this is in the second parak, holds that a master could tell a slave, "I say, Imi, I want you to work for me." I'm not feeding you. Says the Gemara. Even according to that opinion, that was only said by a non-Jewish slave. where he could tell him, "Look, obviously, I can't force you to starve. You're not like kill even the non-Jewish slave, but he could tell him, look, I want you to work for me the whole day.'" By the evening, then you could go around town and collecting and go ahead and feed yourself. I'll give you time, but I'm not feeding you. I want you to work for me. I'm not going to feed you. I will ever, but a Jewish slave, which it says a passing in Devarim, it says, where it should be good for him with you. The Gemara tells us it means, it has to be good with you, where he eats by you, he drinks with you. You cannot tell him, I say, work for me, I'm not going to feed you. You got to feed the Jewish slave. 
So Kashkin Bita, obviously is a Kavachimer by a daughter. A daughter is no less than a Jewish slave, where of course you gotta go ahead and feed her. If that's the case, how do we understand this halacha? Why, when she gets injured, does the workers' comp go to the father if you tell me the bride's doing where he's not supporting her, he's not feeding her? If he's not feeding her, then he can't take her prop, he can't take her, her work. You can't say, I say, with a daughter. So I think more answers because I'm a Rava Bered Rav Ula. Like Rava Bered Rav Ula says, which is on Perik Narish and the Spatan of Mim Gimel Alf, that explains, this halacha, yes, it's told about where he's not supporting her. So how is her profits going to the father? It's El Lahadaf, it's referring to the surplus that she makes, meaning more than what she needs to sustain herself. So, so that's what he says in that context. says, Here also, when did we say that the, when she gets injured, the Sheves, the workers' come goes to the father? It means beyond her basic needs of Mazinus, that of course she takes for herself, but beyond that is what we're saying goes to the father regarding his minor daughter when she's not Saimech al Okay, that explains the first price. But now the Gemara goes to the second price. But my came to the best price. How do you explain the second price? You explained it. You said that the reason why he's exempt when he injures his own children is because they're reliant on him. And that asked the Gemara, but if that's the case, so we understand the case of his own children. But then the question is regarding when he injures other person's children. Why does the Bryce say when they're adults, he has to give them right away? If they're minors, he has to make a trust fund for them. But I'm not. Why? You just explained the case of the Bryce, whether it's his own children or someone else's children, that they're that they're reliant, they get all their requirements, all the necessities from their parents, from their father. So then, why do you give it to the adult child or make a trust fund for the minor? You're supposed to give it to their father. Because what's the difference when he himself injures his children, which you're saying that he's exempt from the workers' compensation because they're reliant on him. So too, when, when someone else injures his children, it should also go to the father. So if that's the case, why is he saying you give it to the adult son or make a trust fund for the minor? Some of these said that, no, it actually is different regarding when he injures his own children, when then he's exempt, whereas when someone else injures his children, where then it goes to the children, not to him. Because Kiko Kabe, when is the father particular? Is Bimidi de Kachaser when it's going to cost him money. So for example, where if let's say he injures his children, where we're going to tell him, okay, go up and pay, he's, he's not going to want that. So therefore, since he's paying for their, all their needs, if he's going to have to pay, he's not going to want to support them anymore. So because he's supporting them, so therefore he's exempt from the liability of the Shavas. But something that comes from somewhere else, where their child happened to have gotten in an accident, and now the insurance is paying out all this money to the child, He's not particular. He's what's called fargins. He can, he, can, he can let his child, he's not particular. He doesn't mind, although I'm supporting you, he doesn't mind if the child goes ahead. As long as he doesn't have to pay out money, he's okay if the child gets that money. On that, the really? But but regarding finding a lost object, where the child just finds it from somewhere else, not, it's not a cost to the father, and the halacha is, as it's brought in the halacha is that the father is particular. Where the halacha tells us that if someone's minor son or daughter finds something, it goes to the father. As the Gemara there explains, because it's talking about, although he's an adult, but he's reliant on his father's table, he's considered a cut and he's considered a minor, and the father gets that mitziah. But why? You just said if it's not going to cost him, it's coming from somewhere else, he's okay with the son getting it. So I mean, they said it depends. When it's total gain, which is coming from somewhere else, like 
oh, 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 someone finds a lost object. You found a, a ring, you found something. Moreover, the child didn't have any physical pain. He just found something. Oh, covered in the father's particular. Well, I support you, I slave all week, and I do all these things, and what, you, you're going to find this ring and that's it? No, 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 that goes to me. But regarding an injury, the Islutzar de Gufayu were there, the child had an accident, the child had a lot of physical pain. Moreover, it's not causing the father anything, it's coming from somewhere else. Then, like Kapit, then he's not particular. That's why, but Allah of Chavala, although when he, it's talking about Smuchan al Shachanak, and therefore when he injures his own children, he's exempt. When someone else injures his children, he's okay if that goes to the children, and therefore the adult gets it, and the minor gets the trust fund. But the Gemara still asks, but Vahahasam, but over there in the first Brisa, we said a case, the Isla Tsaira de Gufa, where the girl has physical injury, Uma Amakasala. And she's getting paid from someone else. Yet, yet still we see that the father is particular because the Ketani we learn over there in the Bryce. And the Bryce had told us, not only that, when the father injures his own daughter, that he's exempt. But even when others injure her, they have to give it to the father. Why? Why they have to give the Shabbos to the father? Didn't you just say that the father's okay when it's something that's me'alma? And the daughter had a physical pain with it, that he's okay going to the daughter. So why does he go to the father? So I mean, they said, no, that's important because as we differentiated before between the first brace and the second brace, that the first brace was talking about that they're not semechal shachan. He's not supporting them in that brace. Second brace told about that he is supporting them. So Hassam in the first brace, the Garvakap Donahu, where he is someone that's begrudging type of a person. How do we know this? He's not supporting them. So therefore, even though it's something that comes from somewhere else, not causing anything, and the daughter had an injury with it, he's still particular, and he wants it, and therefore it's going to go to the father in that case. Hachan, the second b'risa, which is what we were discussing up until now, he's not a begrudging type of a person. He supports his kids. When he's in particular, yeah, he's not going to just be the doormat, let everyone just take everything from him and not appreciate anything. Something that he's going to have a loss for. When he injures his own children, he doesn't want to have to pay. But something that, A, first of all, was painful for the child, and it's coming from somewhere else, he's okay, let the child get it, and that's why the halacha over there was, that then it goes to the gadol or to the cotton, because, again, it was done something, to his child, that's not going to cost him anything. In contrast to the first price, although it was the same criterion, but there he's a begrudging type of a person. As we see, he's not supporting his kids. Then, there, it does go to the father. Now, the just clarifies when we said regarding the injury to the minor, that then the other person has to give it to the child a uh, segula, uh, a trust. The Gemara says, my segula, what is that? So Rav Chizdam, he says, it's safe Torah. And Rav, Rav Hunam, he says, it's dikla da'achal minei tamri. It refers to a palm tree that you could eat dates from. That's considered something that the principle is there, and but then it's something that can profit from in that time. Now the Gemara says regarding this whole discussion, what Rav had said to Rabbi Lazar, that says like Rav, that the Torah did not merit for the father, only the profit of the, his minor daughter that he, can, that he has ability for, where he can marry her off to Nobel Mokashkin. So that's the type of things he gets. But let's say by Dmei Chavalis, again, besides for Shavis, for work has come, everything else goes to the daughter, does not go to the father. But Rabbi Yechonamar, he disagrees. He says, no, Philippitsia, even a bang, when she gets a bang, that goes to the father and not to the daughter. Which is 
What do you mean? If she just gets banged, you think that really goes to heart, not to the father? But I feel the Rebbe Lazar, even the Rebbe Lazar, his whole question was regarding a more severe, what's called a chavala, a more severe type of an injury, whereas we continue at the top of Pichas Menalk, the Afchas Mikaspa, as we had even said in the version of his question, where at least it diminishes her value. So there was the question was, so that's maybe taking away from the Shvach that the father would have the ability to have. So we answered that no, because since he can't make her injury, so therefore that's not something that's taken away from him. But regarding just a bang, where it's not even diminishing her value at all, that was never a question at all. How could Rebbe say that in such a case that it's going to go to the father and not to the daughter? So Rebbe Yisrael explains, we're talking about where she got a bang in her face. Where that does diminish her value. Now, since the father has the ability to sell her as a maidservant, or as we said, to marry off to Menubal Mukashkin, and when she gets his bang, it diminishes her value. So that is something which is Shvach Neum Lavia that really was within his domain. And now he's losing that because of the injury. That compensation should go to the father. But you're right, something that would just be a bang, something that would be a regular chavala, which is not being mafkas or makas, but that we never entertain at all, should go to the father. It has to be within the rubric of shvach nurm lavia. And that's what the Gemara is explaining, that he holds that a chavala would go to the father, because it is afkas or makas, but it doesn't have to be something that he could do. You're right, Rav held and Rishlokash said that, no, you can't do chavala, so that's considered something that you would be getting. Rebbechon holds yes. And moreover, by Betsi is the same thing because the Tumat on her face, which is also something that's mafkas har mikaspa, therefore held that is considered on the carte blanche, shvachnum lavi, which is losing when her, the value goes down, and therefore that would go to the father.